Back-to-back impressive second halves away from Mackey Arena helped the Boilermakers recover from their first loss of the season. Let's break down the wins over Ohio State and Penn State. Let's talk the latest in football news on Gold and Black Radio. Kyle Charters here with Brian Newbert, Tom Deanhart by in just a couple of minutes. Before we jump in with Brian, however, first this. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code GOLDANDBLACK. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code Gold and black. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Dissolve your limitations and experience a deeper connection with your mind and body through a series of wellness workshops. Join Sand Valley for curated weekends that provide an opportunity to detach yourself and develop new tools that will change your life. Sign up today to discover new ways to speak to your body. To reserve your stay, call 844-277-0191 or visit sandvalleypursuits.com front slash events. All right, Brian, the Boilermakers get a couple of victories in a row. Great second halves away from Mackey Arena against Ohio State and then Penn State in the Palestra. Uh, man, it's pretty good recovery after after losing uh, your first game of the season against Rutgers early in the week. I guess a good recovery, right? I mean, and shows maybe that this Purdue team has uh, a little bit of character to it to be able to come back after suffering its first loss. Yeah, they weren't shaken at all by losing. And I think that's a really important test for a team as young and as new as Purdue is. Um, Didn't really affect them one bit uh, at the end of a close game at Ohio state. And then in the second half against Penn state, when they were down, I think six at halftime, something like that yeah. uh, showed a lot of maturity by Purdue. Something to keep in mind, you know, as good as they were uh, in non-conference, obviously not losing any games. Um, did any of those games really come down to the wire? Not really. Uh, Marquette, yeah. you know, Florida state was a competitive game, but you know, these were situations Purdue wasn't in a whole lot. Uh, and, um, you know, for Purdue to make well, – well, first off, make that shot against Rutgers. That was a big shot, too, uh, even though Purdue didn't win the game, uh, to make all those plays down the stretch at Ohio State at both ends of the floor um, to, um, you know, and then obviously dominate the second half against Penn State. That was damn near a perfect half of basketball by Purdue. You know, they cut out the turnovers, uh, which had kept that game uh, – you know, kind of wobbly there in the first half and really kind of opened the door for Penn State to do, uh, uh, you know, to lead at halftime, kind of allow Jalen Pickett to put on a show. Um, you know, Purdue played damn near a perfect half. And for a team, you know, still getting better and still developing, regardless of what their record in the ranking says, I think that was a big deal. 
Yeah, the second half against Penn State felt very much like the games against Gonzaga and Duke, I thought, in which Purdue just seemed like the team that was that was in control of everything. Now, uh, hitting shots matters, and Purdue has seemingly, at least here for the last, uh, what, 60 minutes of basketball, gone back to to hitting jump shots again, which, which again, I mean, it makes your team look uh, just that much better. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, probably seventy minutes of basketball. Um, yeah, uh, because they started around the ten minute mark of the first half against Ohio State, but you know Purdue has shown what it's capable of when it's making shots. Uh, you know, in the second half of Penn State, Purdue showed what it's capable of when it's making shots and taking care of the basketball. I think those two things can go hand in hand. I, I think the turnover issue when you're as efficient on offense as Purdue tends to be, I think is obviously an enormous deal. It's not exactly rocket science to sit here and say that, oh, the more possessions you have, the better. The fewer times you turn the ball over, the better. That's not that's not anything groundbreaking by any stretch of the imagination in terms of basketball analysis, but I think it's something Purdue had struggled with, you know, at times against Rutgers and in the first half against Ohio State. Um, and to a certain extent in the first half against Penn State, but they kind of showed their ability to sort of course correct and and really value possessions. And I think, as I said before, that second half against Penn State, you uh, you saw what happens when Purdue makes shots, when Purdue has offensive balance, and when Purdue takes care of the basketball. You know, it, it, it's kind of a funny thing what happens when <laughs> um, you make three-pointers because all of a sudden Zach Eady has, has been able to go off. And uh, that's not a coincidence. Yeah, you hit three pointers, and it allows Zachy to have, you know, one on one matchups, and then he just wears teams down too. I mean, in the second half of that game, he was getting such deep position against, obviously, a, an undersized Penn State team. But if he if he posts up within a couple of feet, he's, you know, shooting what seventy five percent in those instances. Uh, I, you know, we run out of great things to say about Zach Eady a, a little bit, but one of them is the dude is seven four, three hundred pounds, and he might have the best conditioning, best stamina of any guy out there on the court. I mean, he's just wearing opponents down in the second half. And you know, it, 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 yesterday or Sunday, I felt like he went from sort of it seems crazy to say, but sort of having a quiet game, and all of a sudden, it's like he has. He has 25 points and 15 rebounds and ends up with, you know, 30 and 13 or whatever the number is. But it's just incredible that he is able to do what he does at the size that he is and just stay out there. And and he's the one wearing opponents out. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, and he's having to move around a lot, too. You know, people are trying to extend him on defense and make him guard on the perimeter. And Purdue is running a lot more pick and roll with him this year. So it's not like he's just walking up the court and stationing himself two feet from the rim and just standing there. I mean, he's he's been a much more dynamic uh, player this year within what Purdue's doing at both ends of the floor and what, are, what opponents are trying to make him do. And I think that even adds to the stamina issue even more. You know, he obviously, the contact he inflicts on people obviously takes a toll on them. But what about what, what they're doing to him too? I mean, he... He has to wrestle with these guys and he has to get held and grabbed and fouled, you know, probably more than gets called. And um, it doesn't look like it's phasing him one bit. Now, obviously, you're you're halfway through the season. We'll see what he looks like here in a couple weeks. But 
Uh, there's no reason to believe whatsoever that he's he's not a guy who can play 30 minutes every single game and not just play 30 minutes, but play 30 really good minutes. That's the big yeah. part of it. When Purdue's needed him in the final five minutes of games, he's been right there. You know, he uh, he made that huge basket at Ohio State. He made that huge play at Ohio State. That means he's not he's not fatigued physically. He's not fatigued mentally either. And um, I think that you just cannot you can't say enough about what he's been able to do for Purdue this season. Not just in his his playing performance, but in the example he set for this whole team. In the, in the leadership, by example, uh, he's set for this whole team, in the tone he sets for this whole team, because he is the same guy every single day. He is the same guy every time down the floor. Yeah, uh, It's got a really level head about him. He's, he tries really hard. He works really hard. And that that is a great example that is, is filtering down to this whole team. Matt Painter seems to have a, a pretty good idea of the, the pulse of each one of his guys. I mean, he's He's for the for the most part, at least as we look at it from the outside, push the right buttons with players. I mean, he did this week with Braden Smith. Uh, you know, having him play really two great games against Ohio State and Penn State. Uh, you know, he makes the change at the half uh, against Ohio State, which which you know pays off in in multiple ways. Uh, it, it seems like he knows his guys pretty well, and he is able to you know push them in the right direction. You know, something won't work out sometime during the season, I'm sure. Uh, but he seems to have a pretty good idea of, of how to get guys headed in the right direction with this team. Yeah, and I think that's something that started in the recruiting process. I think, you know, when yeah. he recruited Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer, he identified certain qualities in those guys that matter to him probably more than they matter to a lot of other college basketball coaches, and he's been rewarded. I mean, as as I've, I've said numerous times after the Rutgers game that when he, you know, goes out of his way in the press conference after Rutgers to point out that it was Braden Smith's uh, worst game of the season. And he did go out of his way that he wasn't asked about that. Uh, He did just kind of bring it up on his own. That reeked, for lack of a better term, of a coach who knows exactly how that kid's going to respond and wasn't worried about it one bit because coaches often don't uh, say things when they're worried about uh, about young players' confidence or about young players' ability to – uh, be mentally strong. And uh, I think it's the same thing with Fletcher Lawyer. I think, you know, he keeps lumping those guys together in his public comments because he knows that they're cut from the same cloth. They're competitive kids who basketball is really important to, and they're going to respond well mentally as well as physically. And that's exactly what's happened the last two games. Yeah. All right, Brian, thank you. No problem. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-587-3185 to talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-587-3185. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. 
Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill. Industrial and classic, the restaurant is built like a steakhouse but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event at the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. East End Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. All right, Tom, let's talk a little bit of football. It's been a busy week for Ryan Walters, uh, to say the least. It's going to be a busy month, busy couple months, busy spring, busy summer, busy year. <laughs> uh, right now, though, he's been busy filling out that coaching staff. Looks like just one uh, spot remaining. Uh, well, probably on the defense, right? Cornerbacks, perhaps. Uh, I guess what's your impression of this last week and all the work that he's done to fill out that staff? Yeah, that was that's been a priority. Obviously, uh, he didn't take too long to name his coordinators, and the universities obviously announced those hirings as well. You know, Graham Harrell running the offense, and then Kevin Kane on defense, and yeah, just filling out the rest of the staff, all those other spots. You know, uh, uh, right now the only spot open is, is running backs. Oh, running backs. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, running backs, and you know, someone has to coach special teams too. And uh, from what I gather, there's nobody that really has that that title yet. And um, there is some talk that that could end up being an off-field position, which some schools are, are, are want to do. So just keep that on your radar as well. So, yeah, just a lot of staff hirings uh, the last week or so. And, uh, again, running backs is the one slot at this point. And I tell you what, the one overriding theme, Kyle, has just been youth, you know, uh, just an extremely young staff by my count. I think only two of the hires are over 40 years old. Corey Patterson, the wide receivers coach, and then Brick Haley, the defensive line coach, who is, I guess, Methuselah, uh, if you compare him to the other assistants. <laughs> he's, he's 56 years old, so yeah. he's the one real gray beard that's been hired so far. This is definitely a sign, Tom, that we're getting old. What What is going on? <laughs> Like seven of the yeah. nine are younger than what? Younger than are, are they shaving yet? So yeah, what you, are we again, doing? Yeah, used being served. You know, you gotta like the energy. I'm sure there's gonna be a, a a whole totally different vibe. First of all, from the previous regime, right? A lot of youthful energy, and you gotta think these guys are gonna resonate with with the players, right? They're closer to their age, eighteen to twenty two or twenty three years old, and hopefully that translates to to. to to building relationships on the recruiting trail too, and also through the transfer portal, which may be the most important thing of all, Kyle. 
Yeah, Corey Patterson's been a, a, a fun follow on Twitter, too, just watching him drive around town looking for <laughs> restaurants. I keep waiting for him to go by your house. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Take him down, take him down, your, take, take him down your boiler den there. Yeah, there you go. He he will he will learn that I also like to eat. Um, <laughs> so the the other big news from the week was, you know, obviously the transfer portal and, and Brady Allen in particular, the, the young quarterback choosing to come back to Purdue after he'd gotten in the portal. Uh, I, I had heard that this was a possibility pretty quickly after he had jumped in the in the portal that that maybe he would turn around and and come back. It does tell you though that Ryan Walters was able to convince him that he still could be part of Purdue's future even after Purdue went out and got uh, Hudson Card, who would seemingly be the starter for next season. Yeah, competition's good, and obviously Brady Allen's not afraid of competition, and. Uh... He has a real affinity for Purdue from everything I gather, Kyle. Uh, uh, I guess maybe he just wanted to kick the tires, see what else was out there. Um, you know, he announced on December 26th he was going to the portal. And I know there were subsequent conversations with, with Ryan Walters and Graham Harrell. And, and uh, he was welcomed back with open arms, obviously. And, and you're right, I think this was the – Purdue was always a place I think Brady Allen wanted to be and. Boy, uh, I mean, again, if you're the Purdue staff, you got to be happy that, again, he is back in the fold because he's a four-star talent, a lot of ability. Plus, he's just a good, good, he's a good, he's a good person. And uh, again, that that competition, Kyle Hudson, Card, you know, Ryan Brown, the incoming freshman from the prep school, Michael Alamo. There, there's some nice options there under center. It's going to be fun watching Graham Harrell sort of start to begin to sort through those guys in spring. They will need some others out there uh, offensively with them. Uh, and, and Walters is is trying to pull some guys in from the portal, obviously. But, look, there's really not a position where Purdue wouldn't take a guy, right? I mean, uh, yeah. where would that even be? I mean, they would take they would take everything. <laughs> couple <laughs> couple receivers. I mean, maybe running back is the one spot that you're a little bit more comfortable with. But, heck, you'd take some some depth there for sure, but uh, you know, receivers, uh, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd take another tight end, I think probably, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with Garrett Miller coming back from the injury offensive line, obviously. Yeah. Uh, defense. Yes. All of the above. Right. <laughs> uh, how many, how many guys would they take you think in total? Yeah, that's a good point. And you're right. I'm not sure if you could get a real quality running back out of the portal. Um, knowing Maka being Dylan Downey are there, but you're right. And defensive line, they, they they got some nice options on the D line, but certainly if they get an edge rusher, they would they would take them. And uh, I don't know, Kyle. That's a good question. You know, I've been trying to sort through the kind of estimate myself. I was going to post something this week on sort of a scholarship chart, and uh, boy, my 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 account right now there's not a lot of openings. Um, but we'll see how things sort out if if there's more attrition coming. I'm not sure. But, uh, boy, you think, you know, just, just as a rule of thumb or a point of reference, I should say, Rom typically took about 10 or 12 guys out of the portal every year. Right now, Purdue just has one. Hudson Card. I really thought we'd see some announcements this weekend. Didn't happen. This portal window, I guess, closes January 18th. Today, Kyle, January 9th is the first day of classes at Purdue. There's people on campus. Classes are going on instructions taking place and heave hall lily stanley coulter all your old haunts so yeah you, you got to be enrolled right 
And I'm sure guys can, could probably enroll a week late. But again, that, that, that's going on too. So you think if, if we're, if we're going to get any guys committed, it would be pretty soon, right? And I know, I know it was known the Arkansas safety was on campus. I think there was a tight end from Memphis that's visited as well. So, uh, yeah, you think we could get some news on some commitments here at any moment, right? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, especially, you know, you'd like to have these guys in for spring. I mean, that would make the most sense. And yeah. if you were one of the, if you were a transfer, you'd, you'd want that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, You're right. Purdue did get a little bit of news last week, and maybe this was to be anticipated, but a couple of guys on the but a couple of guys on the offensive line, Eric Miller said he's coming back. Daniel Johnson mm -hmm. said he was coming back. Those maybe we expected those, maybe you did, but but still that helps pretty significantly that those guys will be back for another year. Oh, yeah. Two big offensive tackles. Daniel Johnson, of course, came in from Kent State, got hurt last year, but started a couple games. Eric Miller's track record's well documented. Good guy, too. Good locker room guy. And Scotty Humpich is coming back, I know. OC brothers. OC and Jamari Brown, the cornerback, yeah. coming back for his sixth year. So Humpich and Brown are coming back for sixth years, like Eric Miller and Daniel Johnson. They're very unique in that sense. They're cashing in COVID years. I know Bryce Hampton's trying to get a seventh year, Kyle. The, the, the safety from Adams State who got to campus last year. And Reese Taylor's gone. Now, Reese Taylor could have come back for a COVID year. He, he, got, he got out of high school in 2018. So he played five years of college football, but could have cashed in a COVID year, but he's gone. So, again, look at that secondary. You have the safeties, Cam Allen and Sanusi Kane. But after that, Jamari Brown, they need some cornerback help really bad. Yeah. So that, that's one spot that I, you, you really got to hit hard. And, of course, linebacker. I know you said OC Brothers. You know, they have uh, – <clears throat> Clyde Washington coming off injury, Jacob Wahlberg, some freshmen, but they could really use some help there. So that back end of that defense, to me, would be a high priority. And wide receiver, right? Yeah, I know you got Sheffield and, and you know, Abdul Rahman Yassin and Rice and those guys back, but they certainly could maybe use some difference makers at that point. And tight end, I agree with you, too, as well. Speed. Tom, speed, speed, yeah. Defensive speed. speed. Defensive speed. Oh, my. Maybe a kicker. Maybe a kicker. Yeah. All right, Tom. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, buddy. That'll do it for this Gold and Black Radio podcast. Thanks to our sponsors, as always. If you do like the podcast, be sure to subscribe by searching Gold and Black Radio on your favorite podcast app. Rate us five stars as well and leave us a comment. Well, that'll do it for this podcast. For Brian Newbert and Tom Deanhart, I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Gold and Black Radio.